Grizzly Abner, and I'm joined by Professor Wagstaff, Venomous Denny, Good to be with you, folks. As we kind of switch gears a little bit for this episode, and we have a topical discussion. It's kind of a roundtable. It's not following a franchise or a director or anything like that. Today, we're going to talk about the history of horror as summer blockbusters. This was an idea that came to us from Hot Toddy. Hot Toddy, you want to lay the groundwork for this? It's uh, it's about blockbusters that came out in the summer. Okay, good. And that are horror, right? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Glad to hear it. So, Tom... Do you want to check my list? I, well, no. I've been tricked into that before. So, um, <laughs> um, I'm going to talk about my biggest summer blockbuster memory when we get to it. And I think that's probably best with that. No, no, no pre-chatter here. Why don't we just get right into the list? What do you think? I was going to tell you every single one. I oh, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> now let's just jump right into it. Tommy. Yeah. So, uh, so if you didn't know, uh, the first summer blockbuster was Jaws, which came out uh, in June twentieth of nineteen seventy-five. Uh, movie made two sixty. I thought you were pushing my mic closer so <laughs> no. I could speak up. Get your arms away. Todd's from me. very combative today. <laughs> This recording session has almost been an outright brawl. <laughs> so, uh, so that was the first, and uh, which so that, one of these days we'll cover Jaws on this show. Well, let's hope. Um, There's a good tidbit I want to share when we do. <laughs> that's so, Quint. That's yeah. pretty much 1975 because that's that just stormed uh, the entire summer. So, you know, you can look and you can just see photos of people lined up around city blocks to go see Jaws. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, he's pointing out it's the first one, not even just for horror. Just yeah, period. this is the first summer blockbuster. I remember uh, Dad said when he went and watched it that they actually sat in the aisles. Like, they'd already filled the seats and people were literally sitting on the floor down the aisle way. Can you, ima- can you imagine that kind of fervor over something? Like, I, I can't. The only thing I can think even close is when Star Wars Episode One came out and people... We're in costume, you know, lined up to go see it. Camped out for tickets. I, I can't tell you the that. last time that I saw a line for a movie. I feel like a lot of the that fever arose in the 70s once the code was gone and movies became more unpredictable and dangerous in a lot of ways and everything was pushing boundaries. So it's like, man, I can't imagine how exciting it must have been to go see something like The Godfather, The Exorcist, these things. The first time is they, they were coming out, we all know them as classics from a later generation. But mm-hmm. The excitement of seeing this in a theater, Jaws must have just been unbelievable. Yeah. I didn't see it till I, I probably mentioned this on the episode we covered before, but I didn't see Jaws as a child because every adult around me, and Todd's about the same age as me, we were born in the late 70s, every adult that ever talked about it talked about how much it scared the shit out of them. It was now. my first modern. And how you'd never, you know, you, they wouldn't get in the water to swim, blah, 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 blah. 
I was so terrified to even attempt to watch this movie that I didn't end up seeing it until I was grown. Well, that's yeah. how, you, how many the movies it opened. You started crying. <laughs> <laughs> how many? Uh, how many movies can can take claim that they actually scared people away from the beach that summer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So true. And you think about now that movie's still really good with all of the knowledge that we have on how it was made all of the advancements in film since then that we are familiar with and still when we watch it it's captivating so I can't imagine what it must have been like to be packing in those theaters in the summer of 1975 with that as a new movie yeah must have been just absolutely terrifying yeah it's weird because two years later Star Wars would scare people from going into space <laughs> in the same way uh, uh, that doesn't seem right but <laughs> Hashtag Space Force. I haven't been to space. Yeah. Have you? There's a reason. Tom Cruise did. <laughs> All right. What's next? Okay. So uh, moving along to the next year, the uh, number one movie of the summer was The Omen, which opened on June 25th, 1976. Uh, didn't make as much money as Jaws, but um, it's kind of weird that like uh, I feel like there's certain years where, especially the last couple decades... They really are like, well, horror movies have to be October. So um, you take a big movie like The the Omen and, and throw it right out in the middle of summer. Yeah. It's interesting, too, the relationship with the timing of releases and how we perceive that in terms of what is going to be successful and what's not. Because I feel like, to me, the ideal time to release horror movies would be the summer. Mm-hmm. Because people aren't fatigued. From watching stuff for the season, so because you think like put all this stuff out in October. Well, in this day and age, especially people are already watching a shit ton of horror movies. Yeah. Versus if you've got something new and exciting in June, when people's schedules are free, especially younger people and they're out of school, they're going to go see that. But then you look, and I'm I'm not trying to jump too far ahead, but we've got some notable celebrated horror movies that were released in the summer that flopped. Yeah. So it's just completely unpredictable, and I guess marketing plays a big part of that. Kind of like the remake of The Omen. It came out, I mean, we're going to probably get to that, but God, it was trash. But yeah. it was a summer release, and I'm sure trying to kind of follow it. Uh, I, feel like, I feel like that was a summer release solely for so they could put it out June 6th, yeah, 2006. Yeah. <laughs> this one always surprises me that it does not hit for Grizz. I uh, that this movie seems like it would be a movie that you would like subject matter wise, and it always blows my mind that it's, it's the not Dewey one Cox for you. Syndrome. There's just some things that are too catered to him. <laughs> Listen, the trilogy, he like the pressure. The trilogy is just a six-hour evangelism technique. <laughs> there's great there's score. Four movies, but that's big okay. movie. it, Yeah, the first one was a big movie. Great score. <clears throat> oh yeah, Greg Peck. Mm-hmm. You guys, good friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and Greg. Mm-hmm. Notable actor, decorated. Is he friends with uh, with with Dick Donner? <laughs> yes, <laughs> and Bill Shatner. Bill Shatner and Davy Warner's in that. Sorry, I just wanted to join in. <laughs> All right, so 1977, the the biggest movie was Star Wars, but right behind it was Exorcist Two, The Heretic, June Ooh. 17th. Uh, it still made 25 mil, which back in the 70s that that's a good chunk of change for. Uh, Turd sequel. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> Orca, uh, right behind that, uh, which pulled in 13, 13 mil. Yeah. And Bo Derek's leg. Yeah. <laughs> My man Richard Harris. Orca, uh, the depressing Jaws. That's right. 
<laughs> that ending, man. I still wake up in the middle of the night sweating. I still about cry it. when I think about it. Oh, yeah. What about the. He's the, under the ice on purpose. What about the whale fetus getting washed off the side? Yeah, that's rough, too. I feel like they should just use clips from that to, to sell uh, antidepressant medication. <laughs> I mean, I'm pro choice, but I don't need to watch whale abortions. <laughs> How about. So, uh, The Heretic. Let's talk about that for a brief I've, second. I've never seen it. It really? is oh. one of the most insane sequels ever. Like, we, you know, we do the Dead End sequel stuff, and we talk about kind of the disrespect <clears throat> to the quality of the original and how on earth did they land on where they land. It's insane. I mean, it's, it's been so a very long time since enjoyable. I've seen it. I, I think that one is right up there with um, with uh, Staying Alive for like that shit <laughs> crazy sequel. That is just so far away from the original. Except for the last time I watched it, I, I guess I had forgotten it because maybe I zone out. But the ending of the movie where they go back to the house and it's like the original score and stuff. Are we talking about staying alive still? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, saying. where he's possessed by the devil. James Earl Jones, I'm passing a, a graphic yes. round for Which is also, uh, people don't know this, that his work in The Heretic was the prequel to Lion King. <laughs> it's actually for Conan the Barbarian. Yes. Talk about a big year for him. He's got Star Wars and Exorcist 2 under his belt that yeah. year. No, he's proud of one of them. <laughs> and it's the Exorcist 2. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving to birth year. Uh, so, big movie of the year was Grease. Talk about 1962. 1978. Uh, but big movie, which was uh, number three of, of the year, was Jaws 2. Racking in uh, 103 million, so I think that probably also kicked off. Like, probably let's make the hell out of sequels. Grease made more money than Jaws too, huh? And Superman, because Superman also opened the last week of December. Of December, that wouldn't have made a summer blockbuster then. No, but also Superman would have probably been movie of the year. Hmm. Yeah, Jaws two we've talked about before, mm-hmm. trying to capture uh, lightning in a bottle twice. Yeah, quality film, but too long. Yeah. yeah, definitely too long. Uh, same year, uh, Damien Omen 2, uh, 24 mil, and then Eyes of Laura Mars, uh, 19 mil. That's I, an interesting one. I do like her brother Bruno Mars' music, though. <laughs> I am leaving the show. Um, I heard the sequel was Ghost of Mars. No, it's... Um, <laughs> I'm, me. Um, John Carpenter wrote that, and uh, it's a good little thriller. I actually just watched that oh, one wait, a couple wait, months wait, ago. Wait. John Carpenter wrote that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eyes of Lord Mars. And yep. then he went on to make Ghosts of Mars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Why, why, did twice? You, why did you bring that up? <laughs> um, I'm, it, you know, it's just, that's a, it's a horror factoid. Uh, no, it's actually good. It's I'd say it's the closest thing to, Larry to uh, an American <laughs> Jallo in a lot of ways, but it's way more coherent um, with I a fashion photographer and a serial killer in New York. So they should never watch it. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Was this the prequel to last night? So, um, how much money did that make? <laughs> uh, Laura Mars, thirteen mil. Nice, nice. Young Tommy Lee. Nineteen Jones. mil. Sorry, I can't reread. Mm. That's a good one. Shows were in. <laughs> All right, uh, nineteen seventy nine. Big movie was Superman. Uh, the number one summer movie though, uh, Amityville Horror, which uh, brought in eighty six million and made a lot of believers. I've heard of that one. And I wonder, too, because this is another one that had a huge, crazy boom to it with, you know, just this fever pitch to it. And then the own was a pretty big deal. I mean, some of these ones we're mentioning, so I'm wondering if it's just the natural recreation 
of this because Jaws was so much fun for people or if these truly were their own mm. things that were just successful because of it. Because, I mean, Amityville, I think, you know, it's got its own weird path to where it arrived that I don't think was Well, people were directly... lining up for that, too, but I think it was, like, the word of mouth that this is alleged true story. And I was going to say, I'm, I'm speaking completely out of my ass here, but is there... <laughs> Is there is any other, <laughs> hell, of a, hell of a ventriloquist? Is there any real popular film, horror film before this that was like based on a true story? Popular, I'm sure there were plenty. I'd have to think about that. Yeah, I, I would think there is, but maybe not this level of success. I mean, not yeah. sold as a tr- like like even Psycho is based off. I mean, this was reaching people who didn't care about horror. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So I just wonder, and that's the thing too, like. It's no, it's no secret that I'm not crazy about the first Amityville movie. Um, it, I like it better than The Omen, but I, but because I, God, you're weird. but because I'm not crazy about those two, I chime in. How did you become Co- a priest? <laughs> Do you hate The Exorcist too? <laughs> no, one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, but I, I too co-sign on this idea of like, were they really that popular, or did they just get popular? Be- because people were trying to recapture the magic of a summer blockbuster. Yeah. And that's not and to like take away got, from them. Yeah. It's just I wonder because you have this cluster, this boom of these kind of event viewings that didn't last that long. I yeah. mean, we've still got ones we're going to cover that were successful summer movies, but these were like event. Yeah. I think it also speaks to, um, and I don't know specifics on this, but I think that, that, that if you look throughout time and what is hitting and the flavor of what is hitting – when things become more fantasy oriented, usually things suck pretty bad in the real world. And so you've got these huge hits for movies like Star Wars that are completely removed from your yeah, reality. True escapism. And yeah. And I wonder if that doesn't have some bearing on the success that these movies had. Yeah. yeah. I wonder too if the video boom didn't slow some of that down in terms of kind of the event yeah. to it. Whereas some people were like, eh, maybe I could see it these other avenues. Anyways. Uh, same year, uh, Alien, racking in 60 mil, and The Prophecy, uh, which I believe that one was, a, is that about a bear? That yeah. movie is insane. Oh, is that the mutant bears? Yep, giant mutant bear. Yep. You get jazz for that, but not <laughs> movies in your spectrum, which is just nonsense. So have you me. seen The Prophecy? It's wild. It's been a long time, but I just remember that faraway shot of it at the end, like coming out of the water. Oh, man. When I first hear that name, I think of that Christopher Walken movie. Yeah. When I hear that God's title. Army. Which they turned into all kinds of sequels. Yeah. And... Yeah. So, no. Yeah, that's the and track. Alien, of course, is, is, in my opinion, one of the best films ever made. I agree. Sure. I felt like Alien was, was stronger than people realized because um, I was buying some comics and they're big thing with comics right now is to recreate especially horror movies and it was like Alien was just so weird it was like an egg and then the preview really didn't show you what that's about either so people really went into Alien blind yeah I mean you just had the the epic sets based on the H.R. Giger artwork and people just never seen anything like that especially coming off of sci-fi and space stuff that used to just be pretty silly mm-hmm. um not bad, but just silly. And the you're artistry like, and, yeah, you're and like, money oh was in this. What is this? And this was, and this was blue-collar space travel. Right. Which I think it was Working something class. that people were, were 
they could identify a little bit. Yeah, of yeah. you know, because Star Wars is very fantasy, and mm-hmm. you know, and to see that, and then Star Trek's bougie. <clears throat> yeah, Star Trek is this you more say sleek Luke thing. With blue collar? You gonna say he's not a proud farm boy? You got a problem with this? He country. had a problem with being a nerd. Get on the right side. Of everybody it. knows it. Get on the right side of history. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Owen said he was going to paint the place for decades. decades. <laughs> That's blue collar. All right. Blue milk too. So. Uh, moving right along to that, so 1980, the big movie was Empire Strikes Back. Uh, right behind that, though, for Big Summer, uh, The Shining. Which what was Empire released in the summer? Yeah. Okay. I, I guess that would make sense for summer blockbuster, but then that the, that Hoth scene, I guess my memory just, which like just puts it's me to winter. A funny tie-in. That's the same snow. The Shining <laughs> and Empire Strikes Back Hoth. They mm-hmm. filmed next door to each other. So the snow from Hoth is also the snow that Danny's running around. In. Are you, uh, that's awesome. Are you you for real, Clark? I'm serious, Clark. <laughs> yeah, the Shining tanked. Yeah, it it brought in. It's kind of it was number fourteen of the year and forty four million though. And you would, for Stanley Kubrick and a young, exciting author, it bombed. And I think largely in part from when they released it. And what's funny too is they it got a bunch of uh, Razzies. Like they awarded uh, the that's worst hilarious. performance of the year. I, I kind of wonder. I get those people who did that look back now and like, boy, we were dumb. So I don't. I would hope so. I, think about it: The Shining winning the same award that Pluto Nash won, <laughs> or, or Catwoman. <laughs> um. So it was released May twenty third. I just wonder if they released it like November twenty third. If it wouldn't have had, I know sometimes like I always liked as a kid like Batman Returns. It was so hot at home. Like going to see that movie, you're like colder. Because it's winter, but I just wonder if The Shining would have done better. I uh, listen; it's my favorite, but I, I, I think it's kind of a cop out to blame it totally on when they released it. I think the ending mystified a lot of people, and it left word of mouth slowing it down on people wanting to go see it. Because, like my dad, for instance, he went and saw uh, with my uncle Kevin, and neither one of them knew what the hell they watched when it was over. Because they were like, "What?" Now we've had time to get used to it and process it, but at the time, people had read the book. And then you go watch the movie that's different and with an ending that it's like, huh? And so like that's not going to generate people like in June. You were in the theater and you just finished No Country for Old Men. <laughs> yeah. It's just like... <laughs> Literally happened to dude sit up in the theater I was in and went, what the hell was that about? Yeah. So I don't, I don't think it helped either that May 21st was the release of Empire Strikes Back. That too. And May 23rd was the opening of The Shining. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, my favorite of the Star Wars movies. Uh, Indeed, that's Mine original. Too. That that's a fact. Well, everybody argues with me when I say Temple of Doom is my favorite Indiana Jones movie. I agree with you. I Temple you got support. That's my favorite. The Temple of Temple Poon. of Doom. Mm-hmm. Temple of Poon is my favorite Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> Fun fact. Oh wow, we're up to <laughs> 2022 already. It's All been right. good. Wrap it up. <laughs> okay, uh, following Shining, Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, which it brought in 40 mil, but also made for nothing. So it made a lot of money. So we won't hear that title again. <laughs> um, I'm sure we're, we're good on Friday. Moving on. We've talked about it a few times okay. on the show. 1981, the big movie was Raiders of the of Lost Ark. Uh, but big summer horror, American Werewolf in London, uh, was number 15 for the year. And it brought in 32 mil. And then Friday the 13th Part 2 was 29 on the list. Uh, it brought in 22 mil. I always forget that those were cranked out one right after the other. 
I, man, I hate saying this because it's it's a uh, I'm, I'm every day I'm turning more into to uh, is it Martin Ray? A potato? No. Uh, what's uh, what's Danny Glover's character? <laughs> Riggs. Yeah, turn that static off. Murtal. Murtal. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to think that. We're but, all too uh, old to remember the fucking character. See there? That exactly. My point <laughs> is made. Old for this shit. But yeah, as a kid, these movies that came out a year apart, it felt like ten years apart. And now, like, I'm like, oh, that. Nah, we waited a decade to see this sequel. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that was like nothing. Now, <clears throat> cherish the years, kid. <laughs> Stay here as long <laughs> as you can. <laughs> All right, uh, 1982. Big movie, E.T. Uh, right behind it, Poltergeist. Uh, it ended up cranking in $75 million, And Friday the 13th 3 brought in $37 million. God damn. Disco <laughs> Jason. <laughs> Meat grinder. Yeah. And I feel like we've talked about a lot of these movies on the list recently, so... Which could have been 10 years ago, I don't know. What's Professor, you just paid tribute to Poltergeist. Oh, yeah. yeah. 40th birthday yesterday. Yeah. 40 years. The movies like that just make you feel old. Yeah. Well, too bad we were born before that, but okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Poltergeist is another one that was like schoolyard lore mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Everybody talked about, wow, man, have you seen Poltergeist? Blah, blah. And I was so fucking scared to even it's look at a TV way, with I, it through on. the decade, too. It's yeah. like, that was just one of those kind of gateway yep. movies that I talked about. And that's another one. I, I do like Poltergeist better than, than Omen and Amityville, but it's another one, too, that I think I had had overhyped to me before I saw it. Oh, yeah. And, sure. And over... It's a generational thing. Over... Uh, troped or used. Before. I thought I was going to leave The Exorcist actually possessed from the that way everybody put it over. Oh, to I me. did for two. Nights and it's scary as fuck. Believe me. Yeah. Uh, believe me. But it's, <laughs> it is really good. But people did like have you convinced that you were going home possessed by a demon if you watched? Right. This it just it gave me weird sex. It's about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Polter, Poltergeist definitely. It's if it if it gets its claws in you early. It's a pretty wonderful thing because, and it's like I wrote about on social media. It's kind of the marriage of Hooper's talents and that Amblin brand. Do you remember when you were old enough to realize the parents were getting high in the bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> you remember the headstones? But you didn't remember the bodies. Um, and I also, I know I've shared it on the show before, but I want to uh, mention again that I had sunscreen in my eye in front of the actual Poltergeist house. And so the person that was living there uh, stood and watched me after I'd got out to take a picture of it with a, wa- a bottle of water dumping it into my eye out in the street there because I was in actual agony. And I looked up, and he was just smoking a cigarette. I thought outside. that was uh, sheep squatch piss you had gotten in your eyes. I'm going to do that my eyes, boys. <laughs> yeah, I had a whole thing. I wanted to, to drop a beer can on the curb and make it spray up like in the movie, and it just it got all fucking ruined. Poltergeist, good one. Okay. Okay. Can we talk about Friday 3's plot in detail real quick? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, go ahead. 1983, uh, another Star Wars movie, Return of the Jedi. Uh, right after that, Jaws 3D, uh, 42 million. And Psycho 2, 32 million. Twilight Zone the movie, uh, 30 million. Man, those are some oh, goodies. Oh, sorry, sorry. Cujo also, 20 million. Some goodies that year. Cujo, a prequel to All Dogs Go to Heaven. <laughs> I hope he went to heaven. <laughs> he was a good boy. Um, I feel like, of course, all the Jaws movies are going to come out in the summer, but I, 
boy, something just hits for me thinking about Jaws 3D coming out this summertime. <laughs> That's got to be a winner. You know what I mean? It's, Especially in 3D. Yeah. Like, you talk about a fucking yeah, event. You can't go wrong. No. You know? what, uh, was that, what were the other ones again, Todd? Uh, Psycho 2. Which is... I think it's the biggest risk, because you know everybody was like, man, that movie's going to tank. I would have shit... Oh, sure. I would have shit... As a matter of fact, when I heard there was a Psycho 2 before I was aware of it, I sure, I talked shit on it, because it had everything against it. <laughs> oh, yeah. There is no reason that movie should have been good, and it was. It's unreal. It's unreal. It's really good. It was the director. Um, it's basing on it right now. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. I mean... Greatest Spider-Man. but to take you're just you're given this insurmountable project you know what I mean like like, yes like we need you to make a sequel to possibly the most famous horror film ever made yeah and they're gonna bring back at least two people from the original and let's do it 20 20 plus years later yeah in a color yeah And, and it's just phenomenal it's, it's just such a feat of filmmaking. There's no reason it should have worked. Nope. And it did. It should be taught in film school for how to make an impossible sequel. Obviously, the, the original Psycho is a monument of filmmaking for breaking all this ground. But to, to make that sequel, yeah. My, my brain's broken. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it is a shocker, though, how good it is. It really is. Okay. Uh... So following year, number one of the year, summer, whatever, Ghostbusters. I saw, I remember seeing that in the theater, and I remember the the ghost in the library. <laughs> oh, scaring, scaring the fuck out of me. And that was what year? 80, 84. 84, I was six years old. And, and also, <laughs> I mean, you think about movies now, but 84, and just, just domestically, $220 million. Um Also, though, I was talking about seeing Ghostbusters, and I don't remember... I feel like at this point, too, because this is around Silent Night, Deadly Night, certain movies you didn't really see the trailer and stuff for, but I remember going to the movie with, like, a Ghostbuster shirt on, and I feel like this is one of the first ones for me that... I don't remember... I remember seeing Empire Strikes Back in the movie theater. I remember seeing this in the movie theater. Uh, those those are some of my earliest movie theater memories and E.T., but I feel like, like you know, you'd see a movie, you like it, and then you get the merch. I feel like Ghostbusters is the weird one where like you I'm already wearing a t-shirt you in it before I even know what it is. Sometimes I wonder if my memories, when I look at the years, I'm like, boy, I was awful young to remember that. I'm wondering if they didn't get re-released at some point and I mm-hmm. saw them. That's possible. I think six is reasonable remembering. Yeah. I was two going on three. Didn't catch that one in the theater. Although I did go to New York with my family that year and ended up in the Queens Hospital. So there, there's that. Nice. <laughs> Like the like Queens, New York, or like yes, the Queens, Queens, New York hospital. Yes. <clears throat> um, also, same year, Gremlins, uh, which was number three, and that one pulled in 148. And then Friday the 13th, Part Four, racking in 33. The Gremlins have a summer release. Yep. Wow. Which seems odd for a movie that's themed in, around the holiday. Yeah. Well, but again, back to that idea that the professor brought up at the top. It's like. They didn't really care about seasonal themes back then. They were just trying to cash in on that big summer yeah. money. I feel yeah. like the kids if, aren't in school. If, you, if you've been paying attention to the list, though, like Spielberg basically ruled the summers. So it, I think that I think they were probably shocked that yeah. Ghostbusters beat Gremlins, and Gremlins still made a ton of money. And you got to think too. Back then, 
you know, as, as Todd has brought up many times, you know, the movie theater was the babysitter for a lot of people. <laughs> Fit movies were cheaper. So, you know, a kid could go see Gremlins four or five times in a summer. Yeah, just because he wanted. Well, to. wasn't that during a time when you could buy a ticket and then you could stay like the whole day? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of hide. Big times. Nineteen eighty-five, big movie, Back to the Future, uh, Teen Wolf. Uh, I was batshit crazy oh, for yeah. both of those movies, Same. and I, I remember. I know I saw Back to the Future in the theater. I really remember seeing Teen Wolf. We saw it here in Muncie. I didn't live in Muncie, but I remember seeing it here in town. I think I've mentioned it before, but I thought Teen Wolf was made for me. Like, literally (laughs) made for me because my obsessions were Michael J. Fox, werewolves, and basketball. It made made me believe that as an undersized kid I could play basketball. That gave me hope. (laughs) False hope. It made me relate to fats. Chubbs. Chubbs, I'm sorry. I think it was Fats in another movie. (laughs) Eventually, he's just Fat Bastard. Uh, So, Teen Wolf, uh, 33 mil, and then Fright Night, uh, right behind that with 25 mil. Fright Night. I feel like people go straight to Lost Boys for best 80s vampire movie, which I love that too, but I think Fright Night's like. Oh, Fright Night's way up. Depending on my mood, sometimes it even beats it. Yeah, I feel like this is where we start to get into the era where the home video plays more and more yeah. a, a part of, of the yeah. longevity of these movies. Uh, so, 86, big movie Top Gun, uh, followed by Aliens, mm-hmm. uh, 85 million, Poltergeist 2, 41 million, and The Fly, 38 million. Fly, one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. I, I, I like it when I say that to people who aren't horror people and they're like, man, that's. It's heavy subject matter. That's dark. That's one of your I was favorites. Say, that is some summer fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I love that movie. I can't help it. Oh yeah, it's it's a classic. I forget that Aliens and The Fly kind of open back to back. Aliens cool. so good too. Yeah, yeah. Aliens. <clears throat> I don't know. I something special about Aliens for me because I just remember liking movies because of aliens you know what i mean well aliens, it probably aliens aliens had to do with guns <laughs> and lots of them <laughs> and gunfire and beautiful yeah. women with muscles and short hair <laughs> yeah, i mean but yeah there's just something about aliens that i remember being a defining moment in me for for uh, watching film like especially at that age that's peak entertainment yeah so it, it almost seems like you'd be like a, an astronaut or something but <laughs> Okay. Just a machine gun preacher. Uh, <laughs> 1987, Beverly Hills Cop 2. Uh, I, I put this on the list because I'm going to count it, but The Witches of Eastwick, racking in 64 million. Predator, 60 million. Robocop, pulling in 53 million. And then The Lost Boys, 32 million. Nice. Hell yeah. Hell of a year. Uh, 88, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? One of my favorites ever. Uh, followed by Beetlejuice, 74 million. Nightmare on Elm Street 4, 49 million. Man, Beetlejuice. I was crazy for Beetlejuice, and that's. I saw it in the theater, but on mm-hmm. video at home. Same. Man, I burnt that thing. Uh, Is that our first nightmare entry in the summer? Yep. Well, well that made the list. Yeah, it was like. So I think three was pretty big, but it opened like in the end of winter, like okay. maybe early spring. Um, I think this might have been a year or so before we had a VCR. We'd have to rent one. 
I Beetlejuice is a great example of how I use the 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 cheap cinema downtown because I went one night I went and saw Beetlejuice like the, there's three evening shows and I literally would go out and go right back in. <laughs> <laughs> good times, good times. The babysitter wasn't very strict. No. Nah. <laughs> The, the rules were st- stay away from home. <laughs> 1989, um, what seems like could be a big horror movie with an um, insane clown and uh, a giant Batman killing him. But Batman was the big movie of the year. Add to the list because it is a kid's movie. But Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I remember seeing both of those oh, in the theater. Yep, I don't know if you That's know this. Huge. Did you know who wrote Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? I do. Yuzna. Yeah, so uh, which I think if if Disney Steve didn't take if Disney didn't take this, it could have been a crazy ass full moon movie because <laughs> yeah. didn't both of them work on it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, and I think it was Brian a little bit. It was still I think intended to be what it is, but it was it was probably a little bit more to their style than it was when Disney totally yeah. got a hold of it. But uh, Honey racked in 131 mil, Ghostbusters two 112 million. And then Pet Cemetery racking in fifty seven oh, million. Man. Man, what Pets. an important year for me. I remember all those movies. Obviously I didn't see Pet Cemetery when it I came out. I feel like Pet Cemetery in my mind came would have come out earlier than eighty nine. I can vividly remember seeing Batman and that being such a huge deal to me. Oh man. And Ghostbusters too. That was so big that it gave resurgence to the sixties Batman. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's how big of a deal it was. That on TV. Oh yeah. I remember Bob and Tom, the the local radio guys who they went on the national syndication, but I remember them being on channel four and hosting the 66 Batman because it, Batman fever was, well, and it's interesting too high because level. from our perspective, we all think about it as, you know, children and enjoying it, but it was everybody. Um, because there was a whole generation of people who watched the TV show who were older, who were in, who were loving the movie. My dad, um, has even talked about a couple of adults that he had been exchanging, I think, uh, phone calls with or letters or something, other research uh, people um, for his book. But they were talking about, are you going to see the new Batman? And he's thinking, you don't have kids. <laughs> and he's like, oh, wait, everybody's pumped for this. So, Well, the, the, that was like, so our parents were probably the 60s, and then their parents watched like the serials and stuff. Yeah, I feel like that brought... I feel like it had started to taper off a little bit, and Batman just exploded it back. Oh, yeah. That was such a big deal. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Did you have anything to add about Batman? <laughs> I said everything I need to say on the... Uh... What's happening? <laughs> the Tim Burton Oh, yeah, I forgot all about if that. If it makes you feel better, I only write down, if it's non-horror, I haven't put the money it made or anything. I'm going to make a lot of money. <laughs> 1990, the big movie was Ghost. Uh, right behind that, Total Recall, 119 million. Flatliners, 61 million. Arachnophobia, 53 million. Robocop 2, 46 million. Gremlins 2, 41 million. And that was a uh, 1990. Man, that's a lot of fucking like movies that everyone remembers. Mm-hmm. Which I, you know, it's strange because Total Recall, Flatliners, they remade a few years ago. Which, Arachnophobia. I keep hearing RoboCop being mentioned a lot, like because I've heard the original people from RoboCop are in talks. Uh, Gremlins. There's a cartoon series coming on HBO. Oh yeah. Which? uh, Yeah. I saw the news article on April first about that. (laughs) (laughs) It is a real thing. 
And where I was leading to is, um, is it Blumhouse <laughs> just announced that they're trying to do arachnophobia? Yeah. Oh, yep, they've cool. got the I can't remember his name now. Are they going to make it good this thing. time? Man, you better <laughs> back <last> up <laughs> the original Ragnophobia <laughs> rules. Shots fired. Shots fired. Um, oh, oh, Flatliners. I remember that coming out, and I didn't see it. I obviously, uh, I honestly just watched that for the first time in the last couple of years, and I think it holds up. That's the first mm-hmm. time I'd seen it. And I thought it was good. I remember it just being controversial when it came out. Like they're like, "Well, these kids are just going to try and kill themselves and come back <laughs> yep. to life now." It's yeah. like, no, there. I'd forgotten uh, all about that. I remember my aunt talking about that. Nineteen ninety. So this was around like uh, the program, the program. Came out a couple years later. Oh, the, yeah, the, we had people laying laying on the street, college kids. The well, they did. <laughs> they they actually pulled that scene from the movie because college kids went and saw a movie. Thought it was cool, laid out in the street, yeah. and a couple of them got killed. Go hey, figure. Kids. <laughs> Stupidity existed before Tide Pods. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, movies apparently were our Tide Pods. Yeah. For Not sure. the movies, but. All right. Uh, 1991, the big movie of the year, Terminator 2, 202 million. Um, that is the only one that is on my list for That was one. a huge deal when that came out. I mean, you're talking about. A sequel to a popular movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger with Guns N' Roses on the soundtrack. Yeah. With yeah, that special was, effects that blew with people's minds. I was going to say, that CGI. movie was so big that I, I it's when I, I rewatched it recently, and all I could think of was, like, even decades later, any place you went, like uh, um, like H.H. Gregg, where you went to buy a TV, they were playing Terminator 2 to try oh, yeah. to sell you the TV. And this was 1992, is that what you said? Uh, 1991. And then... Five, six years later, an American werewolf in Paris <laughs> has shittier CGI. There's shittier CGI today. I, I, I actually, I think, I think the CGI used in Terminator is still, I mean, there's, there's a reason it took a while to, to put out because it wasn't, they didn't use CGI to rush it like a lot right. of films. Um, so the next year is... Um, a movie about a, a crazy cat lady and a, a penguin, and uh, we'll just call it Batman Returns. So that was the big movie of the year, followed by Basic Instinct, 118 million. You were talking about a big deal back then for one scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that movie, oh man, I feel like uh, I feel like they're they're kind of missing out. They want to remake all these crazy ass movies. Fatal Attraction and Basic Instinct were were. I mean, I kind of, like, didn't think much of them, and then you watch them, and you're like, man, this movie's fucked up, because she's, like... It's probably the goriest movie I'd seen around then, because this is early 90s, everything was getting censored. How did Basic Instinct get away with as much as it did? Basic Instinct was a huge deal. And it's not as schlocky as p- people like to think it is. It's actually a pretty decent movie. I miss uh, early 90s thrillers, but... Um, honey, I, I blew up the kid. I'm trying to make sure I got the title right and not the porn title. Oh God! Uh, Fifty-nine million. Death uh, becomes her. Fifty-eight million. Is this one Goldie Hawn and mm-hmm. Meryl uh, Streep? Yeah. Street that got a Scream Factory release. Yeah, that movie still cool so effects. tells from the crypt to me that it could that have been Zemeckis. Yeah, which they do the t- they did the tells from the crypt <clears throat> stuff, but man, that could have been the first tells movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unlawful entry. Fifty-seven mil. Alien 3, 55, and then Single White Female, female 48 million. Single White Female, that was a big deal. Nothing on those. Unlawful Entry, uh, I think that's the first Ray Liotta movie mm-hmm. I saw. Mm. 
Which, yeah, that's a good that one. movie confused me because I was oddly attracted to him and hmm. he was the bad guy and so. Kurt Russell, Madeline Stowe. Yeah, that's a good one. Hmm. Uh, 1993, the number one movie of the year and summer, Jurassic Park, racking in 339 million. I think it took the title back of being like the biggest movie of all time. Yeah. Like uh, when Jurassic Park came out, that was a huge deal. Yeah, yeah. And huge. I feel like too, uh, we kind of we kind of didn't talk about Batman Returns, but um, it's funny that just uh, a year prior they made it got Tim Burton fired from Batman. Basically, was the toy they couldn't market it enough, and mm-hmm. Jurassic Park, which was probably as adult if not more. The very next year is all over toys and stuff, too. Like, I'm going to disagree for a couple reasons. Uh, number one, the penguin was this fucking black drool-spewing You don't like black people? Monster. Uh, he was feeling young girls' titties and was, was like a... <laughs> like at Catwoman, <laughs> like... And Catwoman was overly sexualized. Those velociraptors were oversexualized. These are all things that aren't (laughs) going to sell Happy Meal toys. And that's what got Tim Burton the boot from the franchise. Oh, and so the velociraptors flashing their titties didn't... (laughs) (laughs) I totally see the T-Rex's pee. I start calling this... uh, (laughs) <laughs> to logic. Todd, it's Todd logic. Todd's revisionist history. There are two movies that when I think of my personal experience with, with summer blockbusters comes to mind. This is one of them. Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. And then one the same decade I'm sure we're going to mention. Jurassic were, Park. I remember there being TV special, like Entertainment Tonight doing shit. The special effects for Jurassic Park was almost the main thing they were marketing. I don't remember a movie prior to that where that was pushed so heavily and yeah. such a big deal, other than maybe King Kong, but they had made some point that Jurassic Park was like one of the first films where like they used CD-ROM for like the editing or like the special effects, and I had no idea what that meant. And like a few years later, one of my relatives got their first computer, and they're like, "Yeah, it's got this. It's got a CD-ROM," <laughs> and I was like, "My God, <laughs> Jurassic Park, you, you can magnificent make, bastard!" You can make Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> Did it look like more like a Jurassic Pork? Yeah, the, like at the risk of sounding corny, that that's one of the the most extreme moments of movie magic that I can remember. I can remember that that thing starting and that score and just being like, "I've made it." This is going to be the greatest couple hours of my life, yeah, I and, I, and honestly, it never fully left. I still love the it, whole it, franchise. That, mo- that movie does not let you down, and even when you go yeah. and you watch it now, it still looks good. Yep. Uh, and the merchandising behind that was it Taco Bell who had the the Jurassic Park license at that time. Yeah, I, I think re- they did. The I remember there being milk. those cups, like plastic mm, cups. Yep. Can't remember what restaurant chain it yeah, was. Yeah, Taco Bell because they, they were doing Batman too, but they had the toys as well. Taco Bell, huge. I think McDonald's had Batman. Mm-hmm. But uh, did you guys all see Jurassic in the theater? Yes. 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 Did you Did you guys catch Terminator Two in the theater? Yes. Yes. I, I, I well, and I, I think these movies too because they're they're so. Uh, I can only imagine what it would be like seeing The Wizard of Oz when that movie came out because I feel like that when you watch it, I remember um, the my boss from the old video store was convinced, which she's really not far off now, but she was like, they won't have actors anymore in films. <laughs> because you could just do CGI. And then now we're like watching Star Wars movies. And now and P- Peter Cushing's in Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Professor, I picture you asking your dad if you can go see Terminator 2 and then just spin on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that was one that I just, it wasn't intentional. I just, I guess I just missed the boat on it. I don't remember a lot of my friends talking much about it. I know it was a big deal for I was kids, but nuts. Vinny, I just have, missed it. Did you have the, uh, that, the, the makeup where the funny. face? No, for real. I had that did makeup you? kit. Yeah, I was in a, I was 14. I wiped this. And at 14, I'm like five feet watch tall. Watch Duck Soup again. And, and I'm in <laughs> a local haunted house <laughs> with platform shoes and, and a leather jacket and Terminator makeup. I, what I, guess, I, what I sure was thinking at 14 I'm not sure know. if I was picturing Cher or, or Arnold Schwarzenegger there but <laughs> here's but, an interesting question at least to me I, because you guys were more in the moment with that sequel did you care about the original back then? The original or was it just scary. all of the advertisements for the new one? I feel like yeah. T2 was a different type of movie than it was an action movie. It was a, more action sci-fi than the first one was a horror. Oh, sci-fi. for sure, I know. I mean, yeah. for you guys um, though, did you care about not, the original not so much back then? Yes, because my dad had let me watch most of it. Like in true uh, prude form. You know, uh, my dad would let me watch everything in Terminator except the part where there's a titty. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can watch plenty of people get murdered. All the violence is fine. But Arnold naked if, at if the Griffith Observatory. If going to be a titty, then <laughs> absolutely not. Were you allowed to Puritanical stare, rules of my parents. allowed house. to stare at Schwarzenegger's ball sack? <laughs> I was allowed. He didn't care as a man's ass. Everyone has a butt, but boy, a titty. That's, that's <laughs> I got not allowed titties. to be seen. So you gonna milk me? <laughs> but I, I was, I think I was partly excited because I had been a, allowed to watch some of that, and then when I went to the movie and saw it, it was such a huge, just that's a fucking pulse pounding movie. Like it's chase scene the whole goddamn thing. Semi chasing a, a motorcycle. motorcycle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was incredible at the time. Incredible. I didn't give a shit about the original when it came out because I was. These guys are significantly older than us. Significantly, <laughs> oh, four years, <laughs> and so the age gap there for me is. So it's like my dad. I saw term. I saw the preview for Terminator Two. And I was like, oh my god, it's the greatest thing ever. And my dad was like, do you want to know what Terminator One was about? I'm like, okay. And you spit in his face. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> spit on the ground. Uh, to me, Terminator is a different type. I was terrified of being blown up as a kid. So Terminator, <laughs> that's that's kids don't fear Russia enough these days. Oh, like Red Dawn movies, like that terrified me. What was that one? Day after tomorrow. Oh yeah. So to me, cool. Terminator fell on those movies where it's like, oh god. Yeah, because there's that impending Judgment Day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Which yeah. man, the, the scenes from T two where that's that still playground scary. scene. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap. Good times. Yeah, Jurassic Park was my jam, and I just want to point out one of my favorite <laughs> little nuggets of filmmaking is that at one point Steven Spielberg was doing Schindler's List while getting called about dailies still going on with Jurassic Park. Wow. That they man was making both of those sets. movies. Don't even go there. <laughs> Don't even go there. Stop. Stop. Go. Go. I was think, trying to think of a fun joke, but Schindler's List is hard. Okay, uh, Hocus Pocus, same year as Jurassic Park. Which is weird, they opened in summer, but it's still pulled in 39 mil. Great. Um, 1994 was the year The Lion King, but uh, Wolf, 65 million. The Crow, 51 million. Natural Born Killers, 50 million. 
Wolf is one I need to go back and watch. It's been long enough. I remember being bored with it before. You'll like I, it more It's been now. so many years that I feel like I should go back and I should rewatch it now. Um, Never well, seen it. It's good. It's very really? understated. Yeah. I think it's a weird, though, for the fact that it came out after, so Bram Stoker's Dracula, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, all the same studio, everyone just assumed Wolf was the Wolfman. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it is it, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson was born to play the Joker, and he's born to play any kind of werewolf. It's got some pretty cool stuff in it, and they never try and go too full on with it. What was the other movie you said? So, The Crow. Oh, The Crow. It's yeah. horror adjacent. You know, yeah. that's a dude that comes back from the dead to avenge yeah. his death. Literally. That was a, I think that was a big deal for Oh, man. Every, I mean, especially. Everybody in well, the Well, was what happened. Well, and yeah. The soundtrack. Lee, the lore that was around it. The as soundtrack well. would have been around the same time <clears throat> that, like. Fire it up! Fire <laughs> it up! The Crow has not aged well. Has uh, it? The last time I watched it, it has not aged well. I need to watch it again. But, yeah, I mean, that soundtrack, just from, like, that grunge to alternative to some of the underground stuff that was on there, I mean. Oh, yeah, it had everybody at that point in time. It was, and it was an introductory course for that whole world of music for. People are like an R age range, like sixth grade. Yeah, for our age group, I'd say if you're talk, talk top ten soundtracks, that's one of them. Yeah. Well, and I would say the same thing when I was a teenager, Natural Born Killers soundtrack, everyone I knew owned that. That movie was an enormous deal when it came out to people my age. Um, I watched it again within the last year. I have not seen it since. I burned it up in the 90s, uh, and I haven't watched it since. And I watched it again. And I actually still like it. I was surprised that I still liked it. I haven't seen I, it in a long time. I did not time. care for it in the past, but I need to watch it again. It's been a long you time. You do need to watch it again because I, of the commentary. I, uh, I, the I enjoyed commentary. it, and then I remember that, because um, that was Warner, and then new, uh, Lionsgate bought out and did like a director's cut push of it, which was like two VHS tapes. Um, that's probably the last couple times I watched it was on um, probably like 90s. But I enjoyed the movie. I liked it better when it was called Badlands. <laughs> Weak. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. 1995, um, Batman Forever was the big movie. <laughs> like Casper, number six, who did 100 million. And I did this on purpose, so I didn't get as much shit, but Congo, number Yay! 14, 81 mil. 81 that million. movie did 81 million? 81 mil, and is. Just as much horror as some of the ones that he loves to roll his eyes on. Do you do you, do you know what uh, the reason it made eighty one million? It was all in the first weekend because they re- because out. they refused to give refunds after people saw it. <laughs> do you know why it did so much money? Because it was two years after Jurassic Park, and they're like from the from the yep, writer from the author, of yep. Jurassic Park. Yeah, big time. Even though it has nothing to do with the book. Uh, and then uh, also same year, Species sixty million to watch. Uh, Boner jam. Yeah. That's all I remember anybody talking about that movie was just the nudity all through it. Which is why I went to see the second film (laughs) with Boy Alien. (laughs) Okay. uh, (laughs) 1996, biggest movie of summer and year, Independence Day. That was my other one I was referencing. $306 That was number one movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that movie. How do you not like that movie? Because it's garbage. Because you're not yeah, American. I still love it. And I, I and I I have always hated Will Smith, and he is enough to put me off a lot of projects. Um, so I've, you support him getting? 
him slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars. <laughs> How does that logic work? As mental gymnastics. <laughs> he supports the slap and on American doesn't like American movies. Uh, I don't care for that Independence Day movie though. That Welcome to Earth is enough to put me off of it. <laughs> so this is, I mean, obviously Jurassic Park, but like this is my summer blockbuster because I was old enough to get dropped off at the theater to go see it. And when we they were throwing there, out free posters. Free posters. It was at the old Danbury Theater that became the Dollar Theater, you know. But it was it was like when it was new. They hired people to come and like dress up, and they they were dressed like Space Marines from Aliens and like other weird stuff like that. I don't think like new people knew how to dress up for this movie. <laughs> yeah, they were just cosplaying as different space stuff. But like, I just I couldn't believe it. Like it just all the people where I was from just called that gay when I was a kid. <laughs> Everything you did creative, that's what all the rednecks thought it was gay. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, though. That was that was a big event. That was the second one I was referring to. Like, when I think of summer blockbusters, the, the, the absolute thrill and scope of, the, of what we were watching. Um, and Jurassic Park has aged much better than Independence Day, sure. but I still enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's enough people in it. And I know he's not a fan of Will Smith and the one... Uh, goofy catch line but you you also get jeff goldblum um and some other sections where we spend different time randy quaid before he was nuts um basically playing a precursor to what he becomes yeah <laughs> uh, you got bill pullman as the president and you know that iconic speech that yeah he which is insane how effective it is yeah because he's kind of rigid throughout the movie yeah, bill pullman plays it, bill pullman and it still yeah, works yeah like i find it I sit. I'm sitting there, and you know, in the recliner, watching it decades later. Moved as an American for a fictional speech from the fictional president. (laughs) I'm with you. Make you long for the days when we had good presidents. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Uh, Same year, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, Disney racked in a hundred million on that one. Oh, the animated. yes. Yes. Wow. Uh, The next year, big movie. uh, I'm sure you'll also love Men in Black. 251 mil, followed by The Lost World, Jurassic Park 2, uh, 229 million, Anaconda, 66 million. Professor's favorite. Ooh, <laughs> I've seen him, some Anacondas. Anaconda malt liquor running down the hall. <laughs> Jurassic Park 2, I remember being remember. let down. <laughs> yeah. Being let down by that. It's uh, People, I didn't realize it at the time. People felt negatively about that and still do i was just so so i thought there was more horror elements to it in a lot of ways with like the the some of the stuff out in the fields with the velociraptors Man, that overhead view of the velociraptors moving through the field yeah. that's so cool and is, the, is, the, is the, the, one, the suspended off the open? cliff with that's a pretty good action sequence with with all that so i mean there's it has its moments it. i mean it's yeah. not absolute trash or anything is this the one where the little Part girl three. gets attacked by the little ones yeah at the opening mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm yeah, I th- there's, there's this. I, I thought think. this was good, but there is definitely some cheesiness to it. There's, a, it's yeah. a step down. Like there's yeah. a noticeable change in quality, and I, you can't quite pinpoint where it's at. At least well, I can. Your lead but, character died in the first book, so just Jeff Goldblum. That's weird because I thought we were talking about the movie. Yeah, got your <laughs> Todd Bingo cards. <laughs> uh, it's in the, the Lost World, also a book, though. <laughs> just saying, Dick Dreyfus didn't carry Jaws too. <laughs> Can I say on a side note? 
sure. I've been missing cons so much, but I love going to a convention and seeing the Jurassic Park guy. Oh, the guy just the old man. For all, yeah. I, for all I know, it's just for all I know, it's just some old dude, and that's just what he wears <laughs> to go to a con. But <laughs> to me, it's him. It's really him. <laughs> Welcome to Jurassic Park. Okay, um, now that confused me. Uh, Guy's probably got a horrible coke problem. Nineteen ninety-eight big movie was Titanic. <laughs> Still have never seen it. Godzilla. 136 Oof. million. The X Files movie, 84 million. Blade, 70 million. And a Perfect Murder remake, 68 million. Man, That's I remember around, seeing Blade, and it this is around my when mind. I started working at the movie theater because I can remember all those coming out. I uh, I remember. To me, it's weird. I, I feel like they sold the Blade real big with Tracy Lords, which is cool that she was in the movie. And then you go see, I mean, she's dead in the first <laughs> few minutes of the Five film. Minutes. I remember having something said to me about not critiquing movies openly because mm. I was talking about how bad Godzilla was and I remember actually getting something said to me about that they're like you're going to encourage people to not come back and see that if that's not what they're seeing today Don't let's not do that how can you critique anything poorly that the Taco Bell Chihuahua doll did commercials with and P. Diddy worked with <laughs> it's true <laughs> uh, that that Godzilla movie is where uh, my friend was famously sitting in there watching it, and there's a scene. I can't remember. It had something to do with the bridge, and somebody stood up in the middle of the theater in a movie about Godzilla and said, here's where the fiction starts. Have you ever seen A Perfect Murder? Mm-hmm. Pronounced murder. Gwyneth <laughs> Paltrow. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I watched. I've never seen the original still, but I watched this with my mom, and I, I apparently the whole end act of the movie's uh, a twist of like the if you've seen the original. Hmm. So that was fun watching her uh, jump out of her seat. Plus, weirdly, the originals in 3D. I still never figured out why it needed to be in uh, 3D, but maybe I should watch it. Hmm. Good times. Uh, 1999, Star Wars, Episode 1, followed by The Sixth Sense, which did $276 million. The Mummy, 155. Oh, Lord. The Blair Witch Project, 141. And Turd City, The Haunting, 91 million. And then Deep Blue Sea, 74 million. It's almost like in the last couple years we've discussed, movies have started to not be as good. (laughs) (laughs) Foe. Real. I remember seeing Blair Witch in the theater and it being a big deal. Oh, yeah. I remember just, yeah. I remember waking up uh, to get together, staying the night at Luke Coyle's house and Heather Donahue on TV. Oh, and yeah. being like, what the fuck is that? I thought you were going to say that Heather Donahue was staying in the house also. And, <laughs> and as I've said before, I went and saw it in the theater and it gave me motion sickness. <laughs> I saw was quickly uh, altered when uh, we went to see Lair Witch and then went to Steak and Shake and she waited on us. <laughs> <laughs> Who ended up in the paper with the Star Wars when we were out in line? Was that Adam Page? Um, I mean, like... I we were all camping Jerry out there and taking turns and, and stuff. And, yeah, I remember going to see Mark. that. Was uh, So I think I was... No, I was in the middle of school. I remember everybody ditching school to go see... So I think I was out of school for Star Wars one, but I remember yeah. everybody ditching school. You you were definitely out of okay, school for Star Wars. I, you don't know that one. they held me back. <laughs> you were definitely out because yeah. I I saw the it was the first place I had on my own. I think I was nine. I think we I was had, twenty. There were students in radio TV that were cutting class to already go. I remember Ryan. watching ep, start, not to get into a movie that's not horror too much, but I saw <laughs> I saw Star Wars in Rage Congo over here. 
I saw Star Wars Episode One. <laughs> not shitting you, eight ugly. times in the movie theater. Uh, was so excited. Did you say eight? Eight. Did you? Was so excited to see new beans. Star Wars, That's and weird. then now. To look back and think, I gave that much money for that it's dog like, turd of a fucking. It's like movie. by the third viewing, Jar Jar Binks still wasn't getting up, getting up on your. Stomach. I, I, I was just wanted to be. I wanted to be so. I, down. I was so happy just to have it, more Star I Wars. I think it made a ton of. I think it took back the big movie of the year. Thanks to Ben. Um, <laughs> mostly my eight times in the theater. So here's my angry <laughs> Star Wars story. We got toys at the video store, and uh, Darth Maul was split in half. We got the toys like the week before the movie came out, so we returned it, and then I go see Star Wars. I literally called the store and was like, did we return that? Because it wasn't open in the box, and I was like, man, I bet that would have been the cool toy to keep a hold of. <laughs> All right, what's next? All right. Uh, 2000. How the Grinch stole Christmas, but Big Summer, scary movie, uh, 157 million. What? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think there's five of those? Oh. Oh. <laughs> that single-handedly changed our economy? <laughs> what the? Yes. That made twice as much as Congo? Yes. yes. <laughs> we, that, that, that's the one believable thing we've said. Amy, ugly. <laughs> you ugly monkey. Think about what Congo and Scary Movie made combined. <laughs> Wait, wasn't Congo Taco Bell too? Yep. Oh. Yeah. When, Amy, when, when Amy was hungry, she her gordita. <laughs> uh, also, What Lies Beneath, $138 million, and Hollow Man, $73 million. Oh, oh, man. Hollow, Hollow Man beneath. is one that I... Is that Kevin Bacon? Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that we one. We need to revisit that. Yeah, Did we ever do this one? that one pretty You've never up. seen it? Oof. Isn't yeah, it? man. Pretty That's rough. a decent flick. All right. 2001 uh, was the big year for Harry Potter. And then uh, The Mummy Returns, $203 million. Jurassic Park 3, $181 million. The Others, $97 million. Scary Movie 2, $71 million. Rapping I can remember uh, Jurassic Park 3, Yoshi yelling when the army showed up. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Didn't you walk out of Jurassic Park 3? I can't remember. It's I, I, it's very possible. I remember we had a group of like twenty five people who'd see Jurassic Park three, and no one left happy. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that movie's doo doo. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. I think probably uh, I I liked the Mummy. I didn't like the sequel. Oh come on, Mummy Returns is great. Says kind of. I knew it was coming. I'm Amy, get bad. <laughs> <laughs> That think, will be the parenthetical <laughs> title of this episode. Uh, the big one for me was The Others. Oh, yeah. I got shit for that. <laughs> and I have apologized on air. On air, I have apologized. Oh, I know. Uh, it's just funny to look back on. He was day. expecting to go to WWE Wrestling. Listen, our old group of friends... You took him to Carnegie Hall. All, our old group of friends would... would Take something like that and just hurl all the blame on one person for something. And so for that one, I had to be the damn martyr. Like I held everybody's gun to their heads to skip American Pie too. You could have saw somebody or dick to themselves. Two thousand two, a big movie was Spider Man, uh, but big summer horror signs two hundred and twenty million. Oh man, that million. was a big deal. The Scorpion King uh, ninety one million. Blade two eighty two million. 
you say signs made over 200? Yes. Wow. I, that was a big deal at the time. Yes, and I can remember, it seemed like people loved it. And then it's like overnight, that's when the, the making fun of it began. Yeah. And, and him as a director. Yeah. It's like, it, it's, he wore out his welcome quick with a lot of people. But I, signs, if nothing alone, that one scene. Oh, that, people that, are, people that, are coming back people. around. That, 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 yeah, I agree. People screamed do you know, that was on. Do you know why people are coming back around on that? Because... Because it slaps. Because <laughs> those are people. Because now you're hearing the opinions of people who were kids at the time, mm-hmm. and that scared the fuck out of kids. I can tell you from having a kid in the house at that time who saw that that little clip at that birthday party ruined Colby's ass for a whole <laughs> summer. It? Oh yeah, it, it was terrifying. And, it, and even to an adult, it was unnerving. And it's so simple. But, yeah, I think that's why. I think a voice now is given to people who were younger at that time, and now they're like, hell no, that movie didn't suck out. movie scared the shit out of me. It's funny hearing, uh, like, my, my, one of my younger cousins terrified a leprechaun. So it's crazy, like, some of these movies, so just, you just watch The them idea of having them. to watch them again. <laughs> well, that new movie's coming. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, 2003, big movie Finding Nemo. Terminator 3. Uh, 150 million. Freddy versus Jason, 83 million. I remember that being a big deal. Yeah. T3, for that matter. Uh, it didn't last long. No, but at the because, time it was. It because people went and saw it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I was, it was a letdown, but I will say it did have the balls to have the ending it had. That's about the best thing I can say about the, that. Movie. The biggest, their biggest problem going into it was T2 was enormous. And now you're going to recast John Connor? I'll tell you, not only that, but I, cr- I cringe when they recreate the bar scene, but he goes in a gay bar now. And so his big thing is like, I'll talk to the hand. It's <laughs> 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 homophobic. Everybody go see Freddy vs. Jason in the theater when that came out? I, I did not. I saw that on repeat. That was so exciting. Yeah. Because that had, that had missed our age range. A lot of it, at least for me, I, like I really, I saw Part Eight when it was new, but that was more cable oriented. So it's like it was exciting for those characters to be back in a a real way in the theater. Yep. All right, two thousand four, uh, big movie Shrek two, followed by Van Helsing, one hundred and twenty million, The Village, one hundred and ten million, Alien versus Predator, eighty million. Do you know how bad? That I wanted Van Helsing to be good. <laughs> yeah, come on, man! It had uh, Hugh Jackman in it. I mean, like, yeah, I would just like, like to. It's like, man, and Kate Beckinsale, and you're like, oh, this this has got real potential, and it did not live up. Kate to Beckinsale was possibly hotter in this than she was in Underworld. You better not let your <laughs> wife hear this. That's <laughs> uh, all right if she's within a mile of the four of us. I'll ruin it anyways. <laughs> uh, that guy's biting her hair. I like the. Uh, I did like the Mister Hyde in that, uh, the Frankenstein monster, with the the glowing green electricity, clear head, clear or clear chest. Stop the the Matthew McConaughey <laughs> Texas Chainsaw leg, the steampunk leg. Like it's just really bad. Like there was some cool stuff with the. Uh, Brides of Frankenstein flying around and them shooting the stakes at them. Like, there's a Dracula. There's a couple. Some good what ideas. did I say? You said Frankenstein. Oh yeah, Dracula. I just pictured Same that though. Thing. I was like, that's weird. So I wanted it to Amy. be so good, and and by the end of it, it was like, oh, 
No, you guys tried to make more shit like The Mummy and failed miserably <laughs> at it. Uh, before we move on, I just want to say real quick, I know it's not full-blown horror, but I love The Village. I still do, and I will die on that hill. I, I think that's a good it. movie. The I Village, like when that movie ended, I stood up and said, for shame. <laughs> yeah, it upset a lot of people. I still love it. Yep. One of the densest people I know called it very early in the movie. Come on, me? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> But yeah, and it was like, Amy. they didn't have, he said, because he noticed a bra strap or something. They didn't have that back then. And then by the end of the movie, you're like, did the motherfucker who carries fireworks all year long in his backpack just call this? <laughs> did he watch Game of Thrones? Minutes in. He, he, was he watching Game of Thrones? He's like, they didn't have Starbucks back then. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. All right. Uh, Alien vs. Predator? No, no, nothing. It's alright. I'm, I'm how, how do you fuck up a movie called Alien vs. Predator? Make it PG-13. Make it PG-13. Expectations were too high. Yeah. It was disappointing. I liked uh, AVP 2 way better. Uh, 2005. Star Wars 3. Uh, War of the Worlds took in $234 million. The Ring 2, $76 million. Um, Colby was nuts for War of the Worlds too. When he was people playing. hated it, I didn't mind it. I love it. I still watched, do. He yeah. watched. I don't it understand why it's yeah, not I thought loved. It, was fine. it looks. It still looks good. Yeah. And then uh, the Amityville Horror remake, sixty-five million. That Ryan Reynolds uh, Grizz, with his shirt off. Yeah, Chris likes that because Ryan Reynolds with his shirt off. Oh, this <laughs> doesn't doesn't uh, like the original, but likes that. Okay, that tracks. I'm taking your shirt off. I mean that. <laughs> 2006, Pirates of the Caribbean 2. Won't say anything about that, dude. <laughs> Scary Movie 4, 91 million. <laughs> and The Omen, probably because it opened June 6, 2006, brought in 55 million. Because I feel like by week two, 55 million had to be week one month. Oh, yeah. No comments, nothing moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2007, Spider Man 3. Um, fourteen oh eight brought in seventy seventy two million, and the Halloween remake fifty eight million. I'm gonna skip this one. <laughs> My opinion is too well known on that. Tootie fucking fruity. <laughs> Tootie fucking fruity. I do I remember going to see that in the theater. I don't think I remember I that fourteen oh eight was as big as it was. Fourteen oh eight has definitely been reevaluated since then because I do not remember people giving a shit about that when it came out, and it's actually pretty good. Uh, 2008 The Dark Knight Followed by Where's Rachel? <laughs> the Mummy 3 102 million Do you want to gush for that one, Grizz? I don't think we ever going to see that Jet Li what? and Mummies? No? <laughs> and The Happening 65 million I still haven't brought myself to watch that I just watched it again I still like it And I've been made up fun, fun of since it came I out I stand by that too It's not bad Yeah. People shit on that one do they ever call it the crappening? Dude, people hate that damn movie. Oh, yeah. So, John, I can tell you're getting ready to hop on your phone, but I, I think have we kind of explored the true summer blockbusters? Yes. I mean, because the dynamic of the market has changed by this point. Um, I saw the happening in Austin, Texas with four women uh, who proceeded to tear me apart in the parking lot afterwards <laughs> when I said I liked it. I just want to say that. Uh, Not in a good way. No. Uh, one I do want to mention uh, is The Conjuring. That was a big deal, and that was a throwback to that kind of big horror. Uh, I saw that one in the theater. I can theater. remember in the theater those big yellow 
font letters coming up with that crazy music on the credits, and I thought, oh, we got a big throwback here. Yeah, um, I feel like that's the most recent one that felt like it. It both chapter, chapters came out in September, so it wasn't a summer blockbuster, but that also felt like that kind of event. Mm-hmm. I feel like trees. Conjuring was like one of the bigger ones because I feel like because uh, if I keep going, it's going to be like more Terminators, and yeah. I feel like horror kind of falls off in summer. I feel like The Conjuring is the one that I remember, like, because it was odd that they opened it, like, in June. Yeah. Because they kind of quit putting horror movies out in summer. And then <laughs> it racked in a ton of money. You and I went and saw uh, Midsummer, Midsummer. Uh, that came out in, like, July. That was an interesting experience with all the daylight and the colors to it. We saw Devil's Rejects, I think, in the summer. Um, but that wasn't a big event screening. So mine was Jurassic Park. I feel like. The Grizzes was Independence Day. What would you guys mark as your your best summer blockbuster memories? I would Terminator Two is probably T2. the one that would best fit for me. I'd say T two. Um, so you'd say T two two. Yeah. Cool. T two T two squared. It's been fun. It's been fun covering, just going over some of these and thinking, Oh yeah, I remember. Oh, that happened. Yeah, it's it's been fun. It's a good idea, Toddy. I appreciate you coming up with the topic. Mm-hmm. Next we'll do winter. <laughs> Hopefully uh, <laughs> listeners have got lots of memories that they can think back on as we go through the years on this one. Yeah. I, I will say uh, I almost kind of want to, not necessarily for this, because I've been watching the big the big movie, the big summer movie of each year. But, I mean, like, it is the best uh, marathon I've done in movies, because they're, they're usually the number one movie. I was uh, telling Wilson that the two I dreaded most was Saving Private Ryan, because it's so heavy, and then yeah. Star Wars won, because... It's not as fun to watch now. Yeah. Sorry, Vinny. But, uh, don't, don't apologize to me. <laughs> apologize to 20-year-old me, maybe. I, I almost looking at some of these lists as some of the like um, failures. Because if you notice, we have not talked about The Thing and a lot of other movies that is just astounding that, that they flopped. Maybe that could be the comeback, the sequel episode. Mm-hmm. So... so. All right, we're wrapping up another episode of the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, and I'm joined by... Professor Wagstaff. Venomous Vinny. Hi, Toddy. Stay scary.